Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Happy, happy hump day. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I am Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Uh, the big chunky bits just right here at the beginning. Okay, we may have uh, a speaker of the house in the in the well in the house. Uh, and I, I, I kind of checked out on, the, I'm just being honest with you. I checked out on the whole speaker of the house story. Cause I think it's a freaking clown dance. I think it started off as a resume builder for Matt Gates and his teeth. And they had absolutely no plan for what to do after they got rid of McCarthy. And they've been dancing around, you know, this bull crap for a couple of weeks now. Uh, the guy yesterday was only, you know, uh, a nominee for a few hours. I, I cracked up. I, I did hear uh, Jack Riccardi talking about how he posted a column about this guy. By the time he posted it, the guy was already out. I mean, it's been a clown dance. It, it, it's been embarrassing. Or to quote Popeye, embarrassed skin. And so, you know, I haven't paid much attention to it because this is how the swamp operates. They want to keep things as is. Uh, so I, I'm deferring to my brother Trey Ware on this guy that they, they're going to vote on later on today. As it, Trey says he's a good guy uh, and and he supports him, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Um, uh, so if you have any thoughts on that, fine, you can call me up. Uh, Biden's going to speak. He's scheduled to speak, I believe, at 11:30, which means he'll probably get to the podium around four o'clock this afternoon after the amphetamines kick in. And uh, I, I guess he's talking about oh, this little Israel thing. It's a press conference, which means, yes, he, he will have a little guide there with photographs, you know, so he very clearly knows who to pick and who not to pick. Uh, that should be edifying and, and enlightening and, and comforting. Uh, so those are kind of the big stories. Uh, Donald Trump is uh, back in court today. Michael Cohen was testifying yesterday. Michael Cohen, who has already been convicted of lying under oath, so, yeah, is he a credible witness? Said, and this is in regards to this Letitia James thing about Donald Trump overvaluing his assets to get loans, uh, which, uh, as Trump uh, has been saying, actually a lot of these properties were undervalued, including Mar-a-Lago. So it's election interference. That's uh, exactly what that is. There, I've caught you up to speed. Things still suck uh, between Israel and Gaza. We still have not seen the big... Uh, move into Gaza uh, via the Israelis. We're sending all kinds of folks over there and ships and munitions. Bad sitch. I, I want to talk about a couple of uh, other stories. And before I begin, let me just explain very carefully that when I discuss Sheila Jackson Lee and uh, uh, KJP, Kareem Jean Clouseau, okay, I'm not making fun of black people. I'm making fun of stupid people, okay? Because we have two stories concerning these two individuals that are absolute bullcrap. And I've always, I've never been a fan of bullcrap, to be honest with you, in my life. I've engaged in bullcrapping myself over the years. I, I, I am now an alcoholic in, you know, in recovery. And so I really am trying to live a bullcrap-free life, and as a result, I have very little tolerance for bullcrap coming at me from other people. Very low tolerance for it. 
And yet the Democrats in large measure, Republicans too, but Democrats in large measure are all about shoveling the bullcrap out there. And why? Because they think you're stupid. They think you're freaking, you're a freaking idiot. And whatever jive explanation they can sling out there as far as their own actions and their own words, they'll do it. Because, and, and, and it, you know, to be fair, there are a lot of stupid people in, in this country who will accept anything that KJP uh, says, anything that a moron, a, a profane and unpleasant moron like Sheila Jackson Lee will say. And they'll accept it without question, but not me. So I'm not making fun of black people. I'm making fun of morons. And let me uh, tell you exactly what I'm talking about now. Okay, uh, first, because it was first in, in the news cycle, Sheila Jackson Lee, some audio was leaked by a staffer of her ripping him a new one and calling him a fat ass and an idiot and a whole lot of Samuel L. Jackson type stuff. And it's a pretty bad look for her. She has a reputation already as being a very unpleasant uh, an insulting uh, person to work for. People have, you know, they're, they're putting the word bully out there. It, it, it's uh, She's got a high turnover rate as far as her own staff. And so she finally addressed this controversy because everybody's playing the audio. It's all over the place. Uh, to any, uh, this, here's her statement. To anyone who listened, who, to anyone who has listened to this recording with concern, I am regretful and hope you will not judge me, or, or I'm sorry, and hope you will judge me not by something trotted out by a political opponent that worked to exploit this. And actually, would, would be who exploited this. Anyway, I, I'm being picky. And backed by extreme Republican supporters on the very day that polls open. But, but from what I've delivered to Houstonians over my years of public service. Holy crap, is there any public education involved there? Chick can't put together a sentence, man. Um, and dismissed, she dismissed the leaked tape as a political attack and stunt. Uh, so in other words, it's not her fault. She, she really wasn't being a horrible person. In fact, she says that she strongly believes that everyone deserves to be treated with dignity and respect, including her staff. Bullcrap. That's not what you do, and that's not what you did. And this is, you know, people can claim whatever happy crap they want to about themselves. But no, Sheila, you obviously don't believe that everyone deserves to be treated with dignity and respect because you don't treat people with dignity and respect. Apparently your own freaking staff, whose whole existences uh, are here on planet Earth to make you look good. You know, what a bunch of crap. In other words, Sheila Jackson Lee wasn't morally or ethically embarrassed by this, as most people of conscience would be. Uh, you know, if, if you really wanted to, wanted to show us about what you think people deserve, you'd be out there front and center, you moron, saying, I, I, I am so sorry, I, I, I can't believe I did this, I treated somebody this way. I apologize to the staffer. I apologize to Jerome for calling him a fat ass. And I'm going to work to not be this person. I need to learn how to be a better person. Okay? But no, her line is, well, it was a political stunt. 
that you freaking provided. And no, it, you know, it's, it's in other words, it's got, guys like me did this tour. Okay, it, it's about extreme Republicans, right? And I got some conservative views. I voted for Donald Trump, so obviously I'm a mega extremist. And we did this tour, you know. And then you have Corrine Jean Clouseau, KJP, who is in fact a black lesbian. I only bring that up because she brings it up quite often. Because she's historic and crap, you know. She's a black lesbian press secretary. And she got a lot of crap for when she was asked about, you know, anti-Semitism in America since the October 7th attack, which is all around you. You are seeing it with your own eyes. KJP is seeing it with her own eyes. Okay, Uh, we have thousands of people collecting in major cities uh, almost every weekend saying the terrorists who murdered people, babies, women, children, old people, you know, they're just freedom fighters doing what they have to do. And if only those evil, oppressive, colonial, murderous Jews would stop being Jews. Yeah, they're ripping off. uh, You see these young pukes ripping down flyers off of buildings uh, with pictures of people who are missing, asking for information. They're painting swastikas on deli fronts. In New York City, Uh, our own government has statistics showing that since October 7th, we've had 100 confirmed hate crimes perpetrated against Jewish citizens. But that's not going on. KJP now infamously heard the question and went right into about, you know, uh, the rise of Islamophobia uh, without providing ev- any evidence whatsoever, said Muslim Americans face, you know, predominantly face hate crimes and anti-Islamic crimes more than anybody else, including those pesky Jews. And she was called out on it. And her explanation for that is uh, she misheard the question. She misheard the question. Now, we played the audio from the question on the air on Monday, right, James? It was Monday, I think we played that. And I don't remember KJP going, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the question. Why? Because she heard the freaking question. She absolutely heard the question. She didn't mishear anything. And despite the fact that six people online say it is a word, I don't believe it is. You can't mishear something. You either hear a thing or you don't hear a thing. And during that particular press conference, she at no point when that question was asked said, could you speak up a little louder? I didn't quite hear the question. Uh, And then she, uh, after she uh, said, yes, I did mishear the question. She says, I have foot stomped. James, you got a college degree. You ever hear the word foot stomped in general conversation? Foot stomped? I'm going to have to say no, Coach. She foot stomped. As I have foot stomped many times from the podium and on the air, anti-Semitism is an abomination that this president has fought against his entire life. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then she want, went off uh, on some prepared comments on anti-Semitism and how awful it is and blah, blah, blah. Point being, both chicks are full of crap. Both chicks are so supremely arrogant 
so completely full of themselves that, no, they don't treat other people with dignity. They assume you're so stupid that when she's caught, when they're both caught doing something really stupid and horrible, all they have to say is either it was a political stunt or I misheard the question. Why? Because the most difficult thing for people in general to do right now in this particular moment in America, and yes, a lot of Democrats are guilty of sin of this, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> is when they do something wrong, they can't come right out and say, I was wrong. They want everybody else to apologize for stuff they didn't do, but when they actually do something, they refuse to do the same. And it's embarrassing and it's pathetic. There are a couple of jackasses. The Sean Rima Show. News, traffic, weather. Stay connected. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. And Sean, hi. To <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. We're midweek, James. I think I'm, I'm finally over Monday. I'm finally like in a fairly decent mood. You ready for Biden? Oh, is he? Oh, God. 11.30? Is that the time for him? Is that 10.30 our time? Distinguished guest. Is this him? Australia, out in the lawn. Australia Prime Minister. Let's him. take a listen. Welcome. <laughs> welcome and good morning. Or as you would say, good day. You know, it's an honor to welcome you all to the White House <laughs> as we celebrate the enduring alliance between Australia and the United States. An alliance that's marked by imagination, ingenuity, and innovation. Nearly 55 years ago, American astronauts took humanity's first step on the moon. They sent a message forever etched in history. Quote, that's one small step for man and one giant step for mankind. But the only reason anyone down on Earth saw this feat or heard those immortal words was thanks to a team of Australian engineers. As dawn broke at NASA station, just outside of Cambria, they aimed a radio telescope toward the heavens, captured the lone boat, lone lone voice among (laughs) all the stars, and shared it with millions of people watching breathlessly all around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Prime Minister, today, Australia and the United States continue to stand together, continue to innovate, push back the bounds that had been in our way, and make a giant step toward what could be. To race undaunted toward a future we know is possible if, if we work together. Because time and time again, We've seen what America and Australia can do when we stand as one. Crocodile Dundee. We saw it during World War I when our troops helped turn the tide of war on the Western Front. We saw it during World War II when we fought the forces of fascism side by side in the Pacific, cementing a mateship between our people. A mateship. We saw it again during the war against terror when Australia invoked the Ansu's Treaty for the first time to stand with the United States after her attack on 9-11. And we'll never forget 
those brave Australians and Americans who, generation after generation, gave their lives to give us a better world. We'll never forget our obligation yes. to them to keep upholding the democratic values for which they gave their right, lives. We've got to take a break, don't we? I, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> am I crazy? I'm, I'm not all. I don't stay. I don't lie awake at night wondering about our Australian coalition. You know what I mean? At some point, he's going to claim to be a, have been raised by Australians, by Aboriginals in Scranton. I was going to bet you did he say something Australian, and he right out of the gate. He did. Good day. I say, good day. Like, what? What did he say? Uh, let's take a break, and then we'll deal with that. Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Smart speakers and us make smart listeners. Most of the time. Tell your smart speaker to play KTSA. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. President has finished up his comments to the Australian Prime Minister. It was a thrilling speech. Britt Hume is on the phone to Brett Baer even as we speak to talk about what an epic speech it was. They don't, he, they keep his, have you noticed his speeches are short now? His comments were about five minutes in length. Right, James? James actually recorded it, so if you want to listen to it later, we can. Well, we're, we're going to have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, only about five minutes exactly. And he doesn't freewheel anymore, have you noticed that? <laughs> no, he just. I was kind of expected him to, I was, you know. Well, he listen. did drop the good day. Good day. <laughs> listen, not a joke. I was raised in the outback. Of Pennsylvania Dutch country. I was raised by aboriginals. My grandfather had a dingo. Not a joke. I was traveling in a fried out combi for God's sake. On a hippie trail. Head full of zombie. Listen. Not a joke. I met a strange lady. She made me nervous. And she took me in. She gave me breakfast. And she said. She said Joey. Do you come from a land down under where women glow and men plunge? Can't you hear it, Joey? Can't you hear the thunder? For God's sake. You better run. You better take cover, Joey. You know, I was kind of waiting for that crap. (laughs) (laughs) I love Vegemite sandwiches. (laughs) You gave me a Vegematic sandwich. For God's sake. We were poor working class from the outback. Couldn't afford steaks or Barbies on the shrimp. She asked me, not a joke. Do you speak of my language? He just smiled and gave me something. He said, I come from under. I used to watch those movies. Mel Gibson hates black people and lesbians and Jews. And I used to watch, I grew up watching those Mad Maxi Pad movies when I was a kid. Not a joke. <laughs> Maxi Pad. I love that cute Jackman guy. I love Australians. Nicole Kidman. I sniffed her hair at the Oscars once. <laughs> Smelled like beans and beer. <laughs> Listen, man. Do you come from a land down under where women claw and men plunder? That was fun, Don. Wasn't that fun? Yeah, a lot of fun. You're quoting the wrong Men at Work song, though. 
It should on be, there. Who can it be now? <laughs> <laughs> that would be more Not Joe. <laughs> He's left the building. <laughs> Joe ain't there anymore, man. <laughs> He's a puppet. He's a mannequin at this point. Oh, good Lord. He, I don't think he's even capable of freewheeling at this point. I don't think he's capable of going off script. Do you know what I mean? I, like, you know, he used to throw in little asides here and there even when he was reading a prepared speech. Baby, he's third stage dementia. That's, that's, my, that's my professional analysis is that he's third stage. He's eating a lot of pudding and mashed potatoes. Pudding. With, ba- <laughs> with you know, being fed to him with baby spoons. You know what I mean? That's where he is. God almighty. <laughs> Trapped like in a fried out combi. Hippie trail head full of zombie. Not a joke. I mean, he just looks like he can barely get through it, man. Whatever he's doing. That was thrilling. We, uh, we, we, James has the audio if we want to play it later. He's doing some editing on it right now. But, Don, he's, 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 they're not letting him talk for long periods of time now. I have noticed that. I mean, that was five minutes, man. What the hell are we talking to the Australians for anyway? Is that coalition, was, was that coalition in jeopardy? You know what I mean? Was that relationship about to fall apart? He's talking about their radio telescopes when he landed on the moon. You know? Oh, look at that. Yeah, guys on the moon. <laughs> you know, I mean, what the hell? He's about as far, geographically speaking, as you could get from Israel and the Middle East. There's a reason they call it the land down under. It's down there. It's really far. <laughs> it's really away from a lot of stuff, man. It's quite a long commute. Yes, you know. <laughs> he wasn't on his way to Rehoboth. Hey, pal, hey. Let's tell you a little diversion out of Australia. I want to talk to those people. I had a bad steak at Outback a couple of days ago, and I want to talk to him. Well, you know what I mean? Why Australia? What do we? Nothing against Australians, man. Their women are beautiful. There, I said it. I don't care. Their men are beautiful. They're beautiful, sexy people. They are. Okay? Let's, all, let's face it. Let's, let's wrap our arms around that reality. Except for the guy from Men at Work with the weird eye. But you know what I'm saying. He's They're actually decent. from Scotland. He's from, so oh, he's from Scotland. Yes. Well, my whole world just, you know, imploded. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's from Scotland? Yeah, the rest of the band's Australian, though. I was traveling in a fried-out combi on a hippie trail. He had full of zombie. I met a strange lady. She made me nervous. She gave me bangers and mash and room. I just, my whole youth just caved in on itself. Oh, man. Anyway, so we just, Don, we want to make sure, and I know the KTSA, the award-winning KTSA newsroom, wanted to make sure that we played the president's comments uh in you know making sure that our relationship with australia is a strong one as we mm-hmm. move forward and tackle climate right. change you know uh, uh those pesky jews you know I, i'm glad i'm glad he, he he made sure that we're solid with the aussies cool yeah i wish you would have asked when the next acdc records coming out though <laughs> that's news from australia i want to hear about let me tell you this guy standing here this PM guy, okay, it's, you, yeah, you, you, you runs that outfit there, that island. Let me tell you, okay, he shook me all night long once. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not lying to you, not a joke. He shook me all night long. Like a hurricane. <laughs> all right, 2105. <laughs>
2105. He makes it so easy, man. On, He's man. the president of the United States, and he just gifts me. He blesses me with fresh material every time he opens his mouth, man. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Oh, I love your costumes. Let's see. Batman, Dracula, a zombie, and oh, let's see. What are you supposed to be? I'm like um a news anchor. Oh, my God. No, not CNN. I'm a good anchor. The news full of tricks and treats. And treats at the top and 30 minutes past. And whenever breaking news is scared up on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Phone lines are 210-599-5555. Start getting calls today. Why does Sean hate Australians? Anyway. Anyway. Uh, 210-599-5555. Um, you know, Richard, this is, we were talking about, you know, Sheila Jackson Lee and, uh, that dumbass KGP and, and, uh, race is a big discussion, obviously these days. It, it, it not, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a political racism is used as a political weapon. And we all know that. Uh, and I'm, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking about racism and stuff in America right now. And I'm, I'm thinking about racism when I hear about the, the passing of Richard Roundtree, who famously played Shaft in three movies. Well, four actually, because they did a reboot, uh, uh, years later where he played, he played the same character. And I was reading up on Richard Roundtree, uh, and I, I found a really interesting quote because Richard Roundtree had to deal with the criticism that he was, you know, being used and exploited. The movies were called black exploitation movies, you know, and it's not just Shaft, it was Coffee and and uh Foxy Brown and all those those which are actually great flicks if you've ever if you've never seen any of those really gritty uh uh flicks from the 70s they they were amazing i i love the movies i thought they were badass movies and it actually portrayed you know as trey pointed out earlier you know a certain grittiness uh and and the violent nature of life uh, in the in the cities uh in the 70s for black people and richard roundtree always took offense to being for to, for folks who said he was being exploited he's it, of the director gordon parks he said i had the privilege of working with the classiest gentleman possibly that I've ever known in the industry, Gordon Parks. So that word exploitation, I take offense to with any attachment to Gordon Parks. I've always viewed that as negative, exploitation. Who's being exploited? Shaft gave a lot of people work. It gave a lot of people entree into the business, including a lot of our present-day producers and directors. So in the big picture, I view it as a positive. Um, truth. <laughs> you know, I was talking about this earlier in regards to like Aunt Jemima on the syrup bottle and how a lot of, you know, uh, frankly honky liberal Karens, you know, couldn't, couldn't deal with that. Couldn't deal with Aunt Jemima on the syrup bottle. Aunt Jemima, the woman who played her, uh, and, and was a part of that, probably the first personality based marketing pro uh, marketing, uh, effort in American culture. She was a freed slave. Uh, she made a lot of money at that time uh, as, a, as a, a spokesperson for that brand of syrup. Uh, she used uh, a lot of her fame, her celebrity, 
to talk to other young black people. Uh, we I've read that, you know, hey, you know, use me as an example. You can make it. You can be something. She was proud of her legacy. Very deeply proud of her legacy, as we're told, by her own family, who were outraged when they took her off the syrup bottle. Because... Modern-day sensibilities just can't handle that. And so her whole legacy was freaking erased. And in a generation or two, and you mentioned Aunt Jemima, people won't even know what the hell you're talking about. Unless you're using it as an insult, with which liberals also have been known to do. Uh, you look at a guy like Richard Roundtree. At some point, the Shaft movies uh, and all those other great flicks from the 70s, they'll go away. James and I were talking about All in the Family earlier. Uh, and how that's probably going to go away at some point, even though All in the Family, a lot of those shows, Sanford and Son, Good Times, which are some of my favorite shows growing up, were exploring racism and were discussing racism and were actively mocking racism. But again, the the idiot liberal Karens of the day can't handle any of that stuff. So it'll all go. Richard, sorry, if, you're, if your ghost can hear me, if you can hear me from the spirit world, from heaven, I'm sorry, but your legacy is probably going to be erased at some point. And it's sad, and it's unfortunate, and frankly, it's really, really stupid. Uh, But yeah, also, you know, with the passing of Richard Roundtree, you and I, again, if you're in your mid to late 50s or early to mid 50s like I am, and most of you are, you know, just a lot of those people we grew up with, man. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's kind of like our parents and other people in our lives, you know, a lot of the... uh, movie actors and and musicians and great artists of our generation that we grew up with who were of the baby boomer generation they're just they're, they're, we're losing them and uh Richard Roundtree was another and i i didn't i actually didn't never saw the Samuel L Jackson movie but what they did right in that movie is Richard Roundtree played Shaft and Samuel L Jackson right played his nephew i think in the movie have you seen it is it is it any good no i haven't seen it but yeah he makes the cameo. Right. I might watch it now. I'm kind of Shaft. curious to see it now. Because I love this. Sh- I mean, let's face it. Shaft in Africa was kind of stupid. <laughs> you know, Shaft's big score was the sequel. That was a pretty good flick. <clears throat> Excuse me. By the time you get the Shaft in Africa, though, it was like, okay, guys. <laughs> well, well, even Ernest went to summer camp. You know, you got to send the guy somewhere. You get, he's got to get your eyes. You know what I mean, he, Burn? You can't, can't just make the same damn movie over and over again. But I think we all kind of rolled our eyes a bit when we heard about Shaft in Africa for the first time. But the first two movies were great. And who was the actress? Now I just went, I'm, I'm blanking out on her name, but the actress who was in a lot of those great movies in the 70s, she just passed a few years ago. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550, KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. All right, we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Uh, and coming up later on at 1130, we're told, we, we, we played some audio from, uh, live audio from the president addressing the prime minister of Australia. Uh, James is actually working on a very cool piece of audio we're going to play in a little bit where he splices together uh, the comments of the uh, Australian Prime Minister and Biden, just for some contrast <laughs> that we can, you know, take a listen to, because I, I think Biden should. At, the, at this point, they really should just keep him out of sight. I'm, I'm, you know, that's really kind of where I am. What's the point? He is scheduled though to uh, have a press conference. They're calling it a press conference. 
It probably won't be that, but they're calling it that. Uh, coming up at around uh, 11, th- uh, 1030. Would that be 1130, hour, uh, 1030 our time, I think? Uh, and we'll, you know, see what he has to say there. Uh, I, I want to talk about something else. It wasn't a huge story, but and it, this my take on this particular story may upset some people or they may take issue with what I'm what my opinion on this. And going into the, and I'm not going to play the audio from this story because it, it, you've already heard it uh, over the past couple of days. And it's really bad audio. There's a it's one of these biz, one of these situations where people are talking over each other and you can't really hear even what's being said. But you've probably heard the audio already or seen the video, so I'm not worried about that. And it deals with somebody I have absolutely no regard for, Hillary Clinton. I think Hillary Clinton is a horrible person. I think she's a scumbag. She's a liar. She's corrupt as hell. Uh, She's a villain, in my opinion. Hillary Clinton is at Columbia University, and she's talking... During the seventy, or given some thoughts during the seventy-fifth anniversary of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. This is on Monday. The forum is called "Making Human Rights Come Alive," and it's a panel discussion of some kind. And a guy, uh, I guess you'd call him a heckler, uh, starts interrupting, and he's demanding. Uh, and we saw this with AOC, actually, I think about a year ago. He's demanding. Uh, that she make a statement about Joe Biden's speech concerning Israel from last week. Uh, he wants her to comment on the $100 billion uh, that uh, is flying out the window for Israel, Taiwan, and Ukraine. He's an anti-war guy. Um, a lot of his comments uh, I agree with. You know, I uh, we, we are funding and actively involved in uh, a lot of war making uh, on the planet right now while our country is spinning down the toilet and our military is being decimated we're being overrun by illegals we're in a bad situation and uh he is trying to bust in on this panel discussion and get hillary clinton to to talk about that and uh you know do you have it actually sure if you want to play a few seconds of it you get the idea she starts off by saying well we can have a discussion after this is over and then she gets frustrated and her and her true nature comes out sit down and shut up little people but of that, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is this was my reaction. Even though I probably sort of agree with what the guy's doing, and I clearly think that she's a horrible person. Okay, she's a scumbag, as I mentioned a few minutes ago. When a conservative speaker shows up, and I, ha- I was listening to Lars actually. Uh, uh, last, this is where I first sort of got into the story last night. When a conservative speaker is invited to a campus. When a conservative uh, a person, uh, whether they're a political person or they're a writer or a figure of some kind who has a you know conservative views uh, that are against the orthodoxy of the left, what do we see time and time and time again? A bunch of punks show up and they try to disrupt the whole thing 
and they don't shut up, and they scream and they yell, and they tip over tables. And what? And in some cases, like with Riley Gaines, they actually physically threaten people to keep them from speaking. We see this time and time and time again. And you know what? I hate it. Um, it, that is against, it is against the idea of free speech that you're not going to allow somebody else to voice their opinions and then give a reaction to it. The idea of free speech really is, hey, you go ahead and say what you think, and then I'm going to respond to it. When you're trying to silence people so they cannot be heard, you are not engaging in free speech. And sorry, I don't like it when the right does it any more than I like it when the left do it. The left do it, all, you know, in abundance. They're all about it. It's a, it's a method. It's 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 something that they do uh, in abundance. And I know what the counter argument is going to be. Well, we got to start being jerks just like they are. Republicans stop. Got to stop being so freaking polite. And get in there and fight like the Democrats do. And I agree to a certain extent that a lot of Republicans really need to grow a backbone in the ideological and political fights of our time. All right. But just running your mouth so somebody else can't be heard, even though it's Hillary, Darth Vader, Clinton, doesn't make it any better behavior when it comes from our side. And I'm not even a Republican. I'm talking to some. I'm talking about my of myself. I I. I'm center-right. That's right. I'm solidly center-right. Okay? This, this is all bad behavior. And it doesn't accomplish anything. And, and you really, in a sense, dilute your own argument that trying to shout people down so they can't be heard is crummy behavior. And if you really were secure in what you believe, in your opinions, in your worldview... You would be able to handle other people of the opposite view giving their opinions. And you would be able to, in an intelligent way, respond if you have a decent argument for whatever it is that you think. But this business of busting in on things like this, and we get it on the air all the time. We had a guy yesterday, right, Raul, who called up, and the guy wouldn't stop talking. So he can't respond in any way to what he's saying. It's a tactic from a lot of folks or by a lot of folks who are, again, just not secure enough in their argument to want to argue at all. In fact, very often they enter into these situations knowing somewhere in their tiny little pea brains that they really don't have an argument. So the only way to handle the situation is to keep talking and talking and insulting people and running your mouth and screaming and yelling. We get it in talk radio all the time. And we see it on our campuses when folks that the the orthodoxy doesn't approve of are invited to speak, and you got to shut them down and silence them. And yeah, I don't like it coming from either side. I just don't. That was my honest reaction, even though we're talking about somebody that I can't stand, and I think is a, is, is a just a horrible, evil person like Hillary Clinton. Uh, so th- there's my thoughts on that. I don't know if you have any reaction to that, but two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Now, American debate has always been feisty. Okay, that is also a, a, a reality. You know, a, a truth of our history. Uh, in fact, in in the early days of this country, it was a hell of a lot feistier than it is now. As I say all the time, you know, if you didn't agree with somebody sitting across the table from you. 
in the original Congress or the early days of the Congress, a lot of times uh, you get a bunch of dudes, you go to their house and, and sack the place and destroy it. If they disagreed with you in that era, they'd hang a dummy of you from the tree in the middle of town. So, um, yes, American politics have always been feisty, cantankerous, and that's really the way it should be. But there's a difference between having a spirited debate and running your mouth so somebody else can't be heard at all. And again, I don't like it coming from either side. And that was my genuine reaction, because Lars was all about it. Lars thought it was great. And, and that's fine, but he agrees with the guy who's, run, who's, who's interrupting. Okay, just because you agree with somebody doesn't make the tactic itself any better. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. you have any thoughts on that? Uh, what else do I have? Oh, oh the, the Alaska pilot guy, I, I, you know, just br- very briefly. Okay, this is the guy on the Alaska Airlines flight who was in the, I guess, what they call the jump seat. I don't know anything about a- aviation. He's up there with the pilots. He's a off-duty pilot himself. There's 83 people on the plane, including himself, or 83 other people uh, beyond himself. And at some point, I think he tried to open the emergency door, and he was stopped by a flight attendant, I think. But the main thing is he was sitting next to the pilots, and dude tries to pull the lever that stops the flow of fuel to the engines. As Trey explained to me, which is there so that if you get a fire in one of the engines, you can cut off the fuel so it doesn't make the fire worse. Well, this guy just started pulling levers to shut the fuel down and obviously crashed the plane. Very scary stuff. The pilots there were able to contain him and get the fuel back to flowing into the engines. Nobody was hurt. He's facing 83 counts of attempted murder. And his reasoning is two days before he got on that plane, he, for the first time, took magic mushrooms. He ingested magic mushrooms psilocybin mushrooms, I think is how you say it. And according to him, James, he was still tripping. Now, this may shock you. You may be surprised by what I'm about to say. I'll be 56 years of age this weekend, and yes, in my life, I have sampled magic mushrooms. But that was like 10, 20, 30 months ago. So, you know, I, 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 I know of what I speak. And uh, ain't no way my man was still tripping off of shrooms two days later. It, it lasts about three to four hours. <laughs> now, a better argument, if he's going for a, because he's going for a psych defense. He's saying he's having a nervous breakdown because he took some magic mushrooms. James, had the guy, you know, had a couple of droppers full of LSD, maybe two days. I'd believe that. That's an 18-hour day. It's a long damn day when you're dropping acid. But, baby, he wasn't eating no mushrooms and still tripping 48 hours later. No, that's not how they work. No. I call bullcrap on him. He's just a psychopath. Two one zero, not the, not the fun kind. I don't know. I don't know why he wanted wanted to do what he did, but it wasn't because of the freaking mushrooms, man. There you go. How's that make you feel? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Please, please inform me about the United States. 
The Sean Rima Show. Israel at war. Stay connected to the latest. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi, 22 minutes after 10. President just wrapped up a press conference or a mutual appearance. Now, he gave with the Australian Prime Minister, who, whom he's hosting at the White House, and we we played. We're going to play some more audio from from those comments that the the official comments the president gave. And James is uh, in just a second. He, he's he's spliced together because you said the I don't know anything about the Australian prime minister, but he said he's very well spoken. It's you. You'll hear it There's immediately. A bit of a contrast. <laughs> yes. But they just had a mutual, I guess, sort of press conference. You know where they're sitting in the chairs. The Australian PM was talking. Biden just, he, man, don't tell me he ain't stage three. He's sitting there and it looks like he barely, he's just, his eyes are all over, he's wandering all over the place mentally. He's not really focused on anything. And again, it was really short. Remember the, I mean, they used to be, you know, if, if Trump had uh, a head of state. And they're sitting in the chairs there, and they're doing a mutual appearance. It would go on for like an hour. Remember that Biden in the early days, if uh, you know, if he had a head of state uh, that he was uh, uh, a hosting or what have you, and they had a mutual appearance with the press, it would last for a while. Dude, even that was only a few minutes long. We're in the break there, and I'm thinking, do, should we go to this? But it was already over by the time the freaking commercial break had ended. They are keeping him on a short leash. Now, James, let's, let's, just to compare and contrast, because you know what? Our president is embarrassing on a, on, a number of diff- on a number of different levels, but he also is in obvious decline. And so let's just hear the audio of him compared to the Australian prime minister. As dawn broke at NASA station just outside of Cambria, they aimed a radio telescope toward the heavens, captured Lone vote, lone, lone voice among all the stars. And now it's my great honor to introduce Prime Minister Albanese. And I'm honored to invite you to say a few words. Thank you. President Biden, First Lady Dr. Biden. Firstly, thank you for the great honor of this invitation and the wonderful warmth of your welcome, including the wonderful dinner we had in the White House last night. To stand with you here in Washington, D.C., is to witness the power of America's example. The ideas and ideals that your great democracy was built on. Shared it with millions of people watching breathlessly (laughs) all around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Prime Minister, today, (laughs) Australia and the United States continue to stand together continue to innovate, to push back the bounds that had been in our way. Mr. President, when you and I stood together in San Diego in March, the USS Sterrett and the USS Missouri behind us, we were surrounded by the examples of America's power. And we saw it again during the war against terror, 
when Australia invoked the Anzus Treaty. The self-evident truth that every American generation strives to give deeper meaning and the peace and freedom that America seeks to defend around the globe. As two proud Pacific nations, we're ensuring the Indo-Pacific remains free, open, and prosperous and secure, including through our historic AUKUS partnership huh? with the United Kingdom. We're building stronger economies, economies where no one fears coercion, and everyone, as you say down under, gets a fair go. Did you pick up on a smidge of a difference between the two? Now, yeah, there's an age difference there, obviously. Albanese looks like he's, I don't know, in his 50s, maybe. I would say he's in his 50s. Uh, he's been the PM since uh, the spring of 2022. There's a leader who speaks with confidence, with eloquence. You don't in any way, shape, or form. I don't know how much you give a crap about Australia, but you don't, you know what I mean? Uh, beyond your your blooming front, you know, blooming onion rings, but you know, he, he's he's the guy. He's in control, and then and, and but he's the prime minister of Australia, which sorry is not a big player on the global stage. Uh, and then you hear the president of of the United States of America, and he just sounds and looks feeble. And you know why? Because he is. And I don't know if you're picking up on this. And I, I picked up on this when he gave his uh, comments from the Oval Office. Was it last week uh, about the Israeli-Gaza war? And it was very short. It was only about 17 minutes long. And I'm just noticing that he is, they're, they're letting him sit there on camera for shorter and shorter periods of time. Again, having a, a press conference in the West Wing with a head of state normally would go on for a while. We'd still be listening to it right now. And it's, man, they're keeping it as short as possible. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how you uh, listen to our president and, and not, uh, and not uh, believe that to be true. 210-599-5555. Uh, 210-599-5555. Give me a call and let me know what you're thinking. Uh, and then we'll come back. And we got to talk about the lizard in the toilet. <laughs> Talking the talk. I've tried to tell everybody, you can't listen to the national news. You need to listen to talk radio. If you don't listen to talk radio, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what channel you listen to. It doesn't matter what station. You have to listen to talk radio. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? Um, phone lines are open 210-599-5555. Coming up in a few minutes, we'll end the show talking about just the onslaught, the horde of Islamophobia just sweeping the nation. Uh, it's coming. I've got some new stats on, on what young people believe as far as Palestine and in Israel, I might make fun of KJP a little bit more, but I, I got to deal with the thing that happened in Florida because it brings up an age-old question that humanity has yet to answer. Um, I, I've been to Florida. I, 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 it's okay, you know. I don't think I'd want to live there. It's a little too buggy for me, you know. We have a guy, and I, you know, and, and James and Don, I want you guys to kind of uh, 
you know, comment on this. Uh, when I get to the big question facing humanity, Gary Greenspan is a dude who lives in Florida. And in Florida, you have some species of critter that are introduced. They're not native to that area or to that state, like the Burmese python, wild monkeys, <laughs> and the giant toxic cane toad, which you don't want to encounter, apparently. Is that the ones that people lick? Uh, maybe. I don't know. And they, and they freak out for 48 hours, man. <laughs> <laughs> I licked a toad, man. That's why I pulled the lever. Um, but we have uh, Gary Greenspan, who was about to go to the bathroom, uh, looks down and realizes there is a large green iguana uh, in the toilet bowl. Green iguanas, which are also not native to Florida, are known to travel through plumbing pipes to get into people's houses. He's in the bathroom about to do something biological and uh, notices the freaking iguana in the in the toilet bowl. He makes a really funny TikTok video. Ha, 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 ha. Had it been a woman, would he have seen the iguana? I bring this up because even as I approach 60 in my life, I still have arguments about the damn toilet lid. Oh. About women who will jump down your stuff if you do not put the lid down because I guess the female of the species, and I mean actual biological baby-carrying women, okay? I'm not talking about Dylan Mulvaney. I don't know how the hell he sits on the toilet, and frankly, I don't want to know. Okay, does he stand? Anyway. He probably faces the other way. Maybe. Does something (laughs) weird. Yes. Takes a video. Uses the top of the tank as a place to put his makeup on, and he faces the other way. Faces the other way, straddles the toilet while he's putting his eyeliner on so he can look like Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's, right? This guy saw the iguana because he turned and looked. I still catch hell if I don't put the freaking lid down because I guess the female of the species is incapable of looking behind them, and so they're constantly getting their ass splashed with water because the lid's not down. And I've had enough. You know, I uh, my man here saw the damn iguana. Uh, I'm just saying, had it been my wife, I don't know. I don't know if she'd have seen the iguana. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Can we settle this? Can we settle this finally after hundreds of years? I'm going to have to recuse myself from this case. Why? Because I don't have a chick. I just, but haven't you ever been yelled at by a chick because, you know, you didn't put the lid down, the toilet seat down? And when I was a kid. And I got a wet ass, my, you know, yeah, huh? My mother yelled at me when I was a kid. And Your I mother yelled at you. Yeah, Your mom. Same here. She who brought you into the world, who gave you life, <laughs> put the lid down. Hey, look before you sit. That's what I have to say. It's a very simple thing. <laughs> I've you know, Again, I'm going to be 56, man. I've never gotten my ass splashed with toilet water because I didn't look before I sat down. Why can't women pull this off? You know? I mean, seriously. You got women CEOs of companies. You know, we're, we're, you know uh, uh, until we got into the weirdness of the gender trip, okay? Women were doing pretty good in America. You know, I'm just saying. I, I love women. I think women are smarter than men in most things. I really do. I think women tend to be stronger of spirit, smarter, more logical than men are. Uh, but given all that, you can't just take a peek around you. But you know, you just can't take a look. You can't take a look before you sit and see if the lid's up or down. You need a man. Don't tell me women don't need men. They need us to put the damn lid down. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> wow. Otherwise, they sit out. They might get bit on the ass by an iguana.
if they're in Florida. In Texas, it might be some other kind of animal. I'm just saying. I have a feeling when you get home, you're going to wish you were bit on the ass by an iguana. Oh, I'm sure I'll get the punk-ass text before the show is over. (laughs) I've heard that's a big phobia for women. I'll have to duck the chanclas. What? I've heard that's a big phobia for women about sitting down and something jumping up and biting them. Well, then look! Holy crap! Just look! If you're afraid of that, this guy didn't sit on an iguana. He checked it out, man. He checked out the sitch before he sat. And what he saw was a freaking amphibian, you know, lurking about his toilet bowl. I'm just saying, if the guy had been, instead of Gary Greenspan, I don't know, Brenda Greenspan, you know, Sally Greenspan, and he sat down, you know, uh, that that iguana might have taken a munch. I'm just saying. (laughs) I got a call. My man saw it because my man turned and looked. That's all I'm saying. All right. Here's Mike. Mike, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, son? Great, man. Good to hear you. Yeah, thank you. Hey, I just want to say you should put the lid and the seat down after you're done. That way you don't have, like, the, the mist coming up after you, when you the flush mist. the toilet. You got that mist. The mist? Coming up, you know. What am I, yeah, pooping a fogger? What are you whatever. talking about? Mist? There's an atomized mist. Atomized mist? I think you want to go see the doctor, pal. No, he's right, though. What do you mean? Yeah, the figure. When you flush, there's like this mist of water that comes up from the bowl. I don't think about that. Maybe you should. I don't think any of us should think about that. You should be thinking about that. But if you have the lid down, you did put the seat down, and then she has to lift the lid to sit down, and she has to look down. Well, yeah. Is that too much to ask? Thank you. Look, every time you... (laughs) Look, I don't care... I don't care how much Ajax you sprinkle throughout your bathroom. Every time you flush, a pillar, a column of filth and nasty-ass particles go flying through uh, the bathroom. Okay? You can't escape it. I'm just saying. (laughs) That's a horrible image to put in your mind. It's worse in my house after the operation. I'm just saying, turn and look. That's all I'm saying. Ladies, Turn and look, man. So were you saying it's more like a plume that comes up? Well, you, you flush a toilet, what the hell do you think's going on? It's, you know, it's sending all kinds of weird stuff into the right. air. That's all. The sudden burst I, of never, air coming up. I've never right. seen a mist. You know, I, I it's never turned into a Stephen King novel all of a sudden. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, it's not that bad. But... There's no fog crashes, am I? Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I don't see it. I, I just, I'm just saying... Why are so many many people surprised by the lid either being up or down? You don't check it out before you, you know, that's all. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to create a gender war here. I'm just saying there might be a freaking iguana there <laughs> waiting right. for you. Oh, I got a call? It was a female. Mary! Oh. Mary! Hey, hey. Hey there, how you doing? Great, what are you thinking? I'm thinking when I go to the bathroom, when I walk up to the toilet, I'm facing the toilet before I turn around so I can see if the lid is up or not. Rock on, Mary. You're right. Back up to the toilet? Yeah. You don't just back up to the toilet. You don't just back up to any toilet that comes your way. Beep, beep. Just take a sit. walk up to it. I said take a sit. S-I-T. All right. Thank you, Mary. Thanks for the honesty. You don't. You don't. You're not walking backwards up up to the toilet. Okay, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Send in a recon unit to make sure everything's copacetic before well, you go in there. Check it out, man. That's all I'm saying, man. Don't live in mystery, you know. And then don't blame me 
because you get a splash. All right, you're the one who didn't look. Not two. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. How's that my fault? I, you know, maybe it's just a courtesy thing. Come on. I'm a very nice man off the air. Okay, I'm courteous as hell. All right. Oh yeah, it sounds like you're just a, a walk through I'm the just, forest here, pal. I'm Come just on. saying that if you get a, get your butt splashed because you didn't turn and look at what you were sitting on, how is that always ultimately my fault? Why do you just leap to the conclusion that Sean is a knuckle dragging weirdo who didn't take anybody else into consideration? My that's what my wife would said would say. Well, if you weren't being so greedy and actually worried about your family and actually looked to see where this stupid toilet lid was, we wouldn't have this issue, wouldn't we? It's your fault. <laughs> now go refill the soda fridge. Right. I'll toss a chunkle at you. Maybe an iguana, too. Not. <laughs> hey, man. Maybe toilets need little beepers. Lid is closing. Oh, man. All right. Two one zero. That was funny. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Find what you're looking for. Local news coverage. Local traffic. It's all waiting here. Locally oriented, which I like. On News Talk five fifty KTSa. Local radio that's important to me. And FM one zero seven one. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSa. My apologies. I went really long on that last break talking about toilets, and iguanas in toilets. Got a few minutes here. Let's talk to Elvis. Elvis, how are you? Outstanding, Sean. Hey, at nighttime, uh, my toilet lights up so you can tell immediately if the uh, seat's up or down. It's got a motion detector on it. And any you have a motion you want, detector on your toilet? Yes. Where did you get that? Walmart, brother. Walmart? It's a, yes, it's in the uh, RV section, and it costs <laughs> about six bucks. Six bucks for the lights to put on your toilet. Yes, and it goes under the uh, rim of the toilet, so you can immediately tell if the seat's up or down. You can have any color you want on it. It's like disco awesome. lights? I can't live without it. You got, like, disco lights going there under the rim? Yeah. Wow. Green, red, purple, blue. <laughs> it's awesome. All I right. go on vacation, I bring it with me. Oh, my God, dude. You travel with check your toilet. Out. You travel with your toilet lights. Okay, I'll check it out, man. I'll go to Walmart today and pick me up some. You should be kind of groovy. My man in Florida who was doing the shrooms, he'd love that, wouldn't he? Be pulling some other kind of lever there. Uh, here's uh, Matt. How you doing? Hey, good talking to you. Hey, good hey, talking good to talking you. Good talking to you, Sean. What's going on? Yeah, what are you thinking? Uh, my personal story, uh, why I look in the toilet, I'm a movie buff and I like horror movies and in 1984 if you're familiar about a movie called Ghoulies there was Goonies? Ghoulies Ghoulies O-U-L-E-S no I don't and know that one you just have you just have to look at the the front cover it was such a horrible scene in the movie that they actually used it on the cover of the box like a blockbuster video <laughs> it's like a creature a coming monster. out of a, a toilet yeah it's a little green <laughs> monster wearing wearing overalls and he murders <laughs> he, he murders a man in the movie that way. So ever uh, I'm traumatized. I'm in my forties. I still look everything. Ooh, all right. Well, that's. You, uh, do you see the image? Yeah, I am seeing the image. <laughs> Actually, now I'm I'm re I'm unspooling that scene from Train Spotting uh, in my brain. Ooh, oh, no. that scene almost turned me off to pooping in general. Let me be honest with you. Uh, thanks for the oh, call. Thank you. It's always good talking to good you. Good talking to you, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Well, in Florida, you might have the odd 
overall wearing weirdo coming up through your toilet. I don't know. But I, I'm still kind of stuck on Elvis and his motion-sensing lights that he puts under the rim of his toilet. How do you even come up with that idea to look for it? Well, he said in the RV section, and that makes sense because it's sort of a nightlight for kids and stuff, so you can't, don't turn right. on the lights, wake up everybody, but the bathroom will have the glow of the toilet so for my, you know where it's For at. my wife, I want to get motion-sensing lights, but I want them to be like fiesta lights. And I want, like, mariachi music to play when, like, if the lid is, you know what I mean? If she walks in and the lid's not down, and all of a sudden she starts hearing mariachi music, wouldn't that be funny? Because, you know, I'm a racist. (laughs) (laughs) It would be funny. And now I'm making racist toilet jokes. Is that a first for you? Racist toilet jokes? Yes. No, I've been making racist toilet jokes for years. So you're professional. I am. I am. I'm. You know, I actually lay this trip on my wife when I say something and she doesn't laugh. I go, hey, pal, hey, baby, I'm professional-grade funny, okay, pal? I get paid money to be funny, all right? I earn a great living being funny. That's why you need to laugh every time I crack a joke, because this is really good stuff, okay? It's worth a lot of money what I'm doing right here. No, I don't get that. I get a steely glare. Uh, but on the way out here, yeah, the president's going to have a press conference on Israel coming up at, I think, 1030 hour time. Should be thrilling. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. Pete after portrayal.